Because Mr. Lamont is joining me after 11.30, that's Carolyn Klassen's normal spot. She joins us a bit early here from Conexus Counseling. Carolyn, good morning, and thanks for uh, coming on a bit early. Oh, it's so good to be with you, Hal. I'm glad that we could make this work. Yeah, child poverty, just uh, quickly on that. I mean, it's a huge issue, and we're going to dig into it with Lamont uh, coming up after the news. But I, I think there are some things we can do as citizens, individuals, beyond voting in that October 3rd election to help with this ongoing problem in Manitoba, child poverty. We're, we're number one in the country, and it's been that way for a long time. Well, I think we um, are all challenged all the time to remember that it's not just our biological children that are ours. When we live in community, we belong to each other. And so we have some sense of responsibility to the children who aren't biologically ours, but are ours by a sense of community. And I think we are so intentional about making sure we look, re- look after our own children really well. And I think sometimes it can be overwhelming and feel like it's hopeless uh, to be able to do what the little part that we can to contribute towards, uh, you know, eliminating or reducing child poverty uh, in general. And so we sort of give up and turn a blind eye because it just feels so hard. And I think if we can just all encourage ourselves of, I may not be able to fix it all, but I can do my little part. Um, And when everybody does our little part, we can make a serious dent in this and we can do this together. Mm -hmm. Today is parents day off day. Um, I guess, you know, school is underway, and so it's an opportunity. They say, you know, there's a day for everything. Uh, today is the opportunity, <laughs> I guess, for moms and dads to take a bit of a breather, which I think is is really important, right, for parents to say, I'm, I'm taking a break from this. Figure out how to make sure the kids are taken care of, whether they're in school or maybe we're there with, you know, grandma and grandpa or whatever, but, but be able as a parent, a mom and a dad to, you know, take a break. Yeah, and, you know, I get that it doesn't work for everybody to, you know, order pizza and take an evening off, that there will be lots of driving around of kids today. But I think it's a, it's a placeholder to say that while children have needs and parents look to meet them, parents also have needs. But the relationship isn't reciprocal. Parents look after their children's needs, but it's not the children's job to look after the parents' needs. It is the parents' job to look after their own needs. And we know that when we take good care of ourselves, we are better able to take care of our children. And so I encourage people, like, look up and around to the parents around you and see what you can do to support and care for them. Because when we care for each other, we are we have gas in our tank and are better able to take care of our kids. Dating. I want to talk to you about dating. The story that uh, made me think, I'm going to ask you about this, is I saw that... Um, they talk to single parents and you know i think dating is even more significant uh maybe more difficult even when you're a single parent and this uh survey of single parents found that it takes 38 minutes on a first date for the single parent to realize you know what um this person isn't sticking isn't even worth sticking around for dessert with um so <laughs> I thought about that. You know, do you trust your gut when you're dating on a first date, or do you go, well, it was only a first date, let's go again, maybe two, maybe three, and give it a bit more time before you decide? Well, I think you can hear if you're talking to single parents about this, they make quick decisions because time is precious, and they may not have time for another several weeks to uh, have another date, and so they have to make decisions quickly. But I do think that there are absolutely first dates where there are big red flags that are deal breakers, and you say, no, a second date doesn't make any sense. But I also know that love isn't always at first sight, that sometimes people grow on you, and if you never allow for a second date because, you know, there weren't huge sparks flying, you could uh, be 
removing the possibility of something pretty special um, developing at a sort of a slow burn. And I encourage people, uh, I know someone who sort of has a three-date rule to say, I'm not just going to give up on the first, because all first impressions are happening while you're nervous and the other person's nervous, and you got to give it a little time to settle in and see if there's something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York University has done some research, and, and basically the finding is that everyday pleasures, whatever that is for you, for some it's music, for some it's you know having a good cup of coffee, whatever that daily pleasure is for you, it can elevate brain performance. And I think there's a lot, it kind of relates back to moms and dads taking a break today, right? I, I think you have to enjoy those little things in life. They say it elevates your brain performance, but I think it makes you happier and makes you a, a more productive citizen. Absolutely. How picture this. Picture a seesaw or teeter-totter where on one end there's the fight, flight, fright, like that on one side of the teeter-totter and on the other side is the tent and the friend system. And so you have these two systems that when one is activated, the other one decreases. And we know that when you're in stress, where there's this acute or subacute level of, you know, that adrenaline rush of fight, flight, or freeze in your system, your prefrontal cortex isn't as activated. That's the part of your brain that does its best problem solving and best thinking. And so when you can activate the tendon, the friend system, where you're doing things that are kind to yourself and you're reminding yourself that you're safe and you're doing good things and treating yourself. And and this doesn't have to be extravagant ways, just tiny little ways like pouring yourself a cup of coffee or lighting a candle or putting on some music, that that tendon, the friend system then decreases that stress system and it puts your brain in a better position where your prefrontal cortex can wake up and you can better do that complex problem solving that you need to do for your daily life. It's real. Carolyn, yeah, I think it's real too. Carolyn, thanks a lot for this. Talk to you next week. Take care. Carolyn Classen connects his counseling. CarolynClassen.com, ConnectsUsCounseling.ca. Also a great follow both Carolyn and Connexus on uh, social media. 911.